and today we are going to speak on the knowledge of his presence. John 8:28. Then Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you shall know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. And the Father hath not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And they answered, we are of Abraham's seed, and we have never been in bondage to any man. So how do you say this? You shall be made free. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say to you, Whosoever commits sin is a servant of sin, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. We need to live free from sin and alive to Jesus, pleasing him in every way, for sin is bondage, but righteousness is freedom. When we live a life pleasing to the Lord, he will never leave us alone, but will be with us, in all that he guides us to do. We will value our prayer time and come to the knowledge of his presence and the reality of coming to know the Father in a glorious way. When we come to know the Father, it is he that raises us up to a new realm of walking in him. And it is his desire for us to walk even as Jesus walked. Matthew 4, 37-41 says, And there arose a great storm of wind, that the waves beat into the ship it was now full. And he was at the back part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? They feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I asked the Lord to explain the story for me. For one thing, how could he be asleep in such a storm? And why did he rebuke the disciples? And the Lord answered both the questions. The disciples were living on the earthly realm, while Jesus was living in the heavenly realm. Jesus had spent hours in prayer to the Father. He was now so at peace, so full of the Father's love, power and authority, that the storm did not bother him. He was having a nice sleep, but the disciples, fearful of the storm, woke him. And Jesus was so full of the Father's power that he merely stood up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be still, and there was a great calm. 
what was inside Jesus. The power and authority of God within Jesus was far stronger than the storm. So the wind and the sea had to obey. And Jesus rebuked the disciples for their unbelief. After all, they had seen healings and miracles daily, but they were still living on the earthly realm. Instead of rising up to live in the heavenly realm with which Jesus walked. 1 John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Well, if we are spending time with God in prayer, then Christ will dwell in us and he is greater than all who is in the world. But how many of us are still living on the earthly realm? Only seeing how large waves are, how large our problems are, our sicknesses and hurts, instead of rising up with Jesus above our problems, above our sicknesses, and above the hurts in prayer. When we rise up in Christ, he gives us victory in our lives. And we rise up above every problem and take command over every one of them, just as Jesus took command over the storm. And it is here that we really come to know God and his power and his authority, the same power and authority that he wants to give to us. And it's here that he fills us with his Holy Spirit, giving us a victory. In prayer, we learn to live in the heavenly realm while our feet still walk on earth. That is what Jesus did all the time. And he wants us to live like him. It's so exciting to discover the possibilities in him. And it is amazing when we discover who we really are in him. We are his sons and daughters of heaven, able to live in the heavenly realm here on earth and able not to claim victory over our lives in him, not only that, but to do effective exploits for him. Jesus wants us to walk in this heavenly realm, not for our own victory only, but also to equip us to take victory to other people so that they too can be delivered, healed, and set free to know the Lord. For too long, many Christians have lived far below their potential and calling. But when the people finally do wake up and who see who they are in Christ and to stand up for what is right, the devil will get defeated. Let us not wait any longer. Let us rise up in Christ into his glorious victory that he wants to give each one of us. Let us act on the promise of 1 John 3.22 And whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do things that are pleasing in his sight. In John 8.29, Jesus declares, And he that sent me is with me. 
The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And the Lord has not left us alone either. He has sent his Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts. And this is the greatest gift and privilege and comfort we can ever know. Colossians 2, 7, 6-7 says, As you have therefore received Christ as Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So we just simply need to accept the treasures, these promises, and act on them. What is the depth of this experience? Who of us can share all that we may experience? Yet the Bible says it brings us into a greater and deeper understanding to the beauty and privilege of abiding fully in Christ, rooted and grounded in his immense love, which will cause us to live more and more in him and less and less in the things of the world. For our hearts will be captured by his great love, causing us to begin to live our lives from within his presence rather than from the earthly realm. In this place in Christ, we are connected to him with our hearts and through this connection we stay constantly in an attitude of prayer. That means living within his presence and from his presence, being able to hear him and obey him as we work on earth. In the world we are taught to use our common sense and wisdom in everyday living, making daily decisions that constantly call for our attention. Yet we must be ready to obey God's voice when he speaks. All the serious decisions I have to make, I make only in prayer. I, I write my sermons and books only in prayer. I solve problems and prayers and difficulties. I take to the Lord in prayer. I lift up people in prayer. I receive a lot of invitations to various countries and I lift these invitations up in prayer so that I will make the right decisions. I try to only do the Father's will. Prayer will keep us, help us to understand what is the Father's will for us and how to carry it out. When we begin to live in this place in Christ, His words of wisdom can flow from within us when we speak. His thoughts can become our thoughts and we begin to live out his way through our lives. We begin to become more Christ-like, and our priorities change, enabling us to give ourselves to his work in every way, from walking in obedience to being willing to go to places, or even to give of our substance for his work. His priorities have become our priorities, so giving to his cause is as important as our own agenda. I believe there are different 
different levels in knowing God, just as there are different levels in knowing a person. And it takes time to know a person. So it also takes time in prayer to know God and to hear his voice. Jesus knew his Father at the highest levels and therefore moved at the highest levels of obedience and miracle-working power. In the same way, by giving ourselves so much prayer, we too will come to know the Father at a higher level. And the higher level of yieldedness, the stronger the anointing will be upon our lives. God is looking for people who will pray and who are prepared to surrender their lives to him in happy, yielded obedience. It does not matter who you are or what job you do. All what matters is you love God and put him first in your life. In the beginning of our ministry, he invited me to go on a fast for four days. So I stayed in my room for four days in the glorious presence of God and he taught me so much. And when he told me to stop the fast, I cried as I didn't want to leave his beautiful presence. So he assured me he would come with me wherever I went. I ended the fast and went outside to teach a lady who had made an appointment for a private riding lesson. She noticed a change in me and wanted to know what had happened to me. So I told her about the four-day fast. She then dismounted from her horse, knelt down against the mountain block and asked to receive Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And this was just the beginning of what appeared to me of a new ministry coming into being. Jesus really does it. And if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Saviour yet, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. It's the most important thing you can do. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you now in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you are sick, just lay your hand on your sickness or your pain. Just say, Lord Jesus, please place your spiritual hand on my hand. And I will be healed in Jesus' name. Receive your healing now in Jesus' name. Now, if you said those prayers, a couple of things you need to do. First, learn to pray. Get to know God in prayer. And he will teach you everything you need to know. Buy yourself a Bible and read it daily because the Bible will train you in all wisdom. Find yourself a Bible-believing church and join it and arrange with your pastor to get baptized in water to confirm your decision. And tell others what you have done. God bless you greatly and I'll now hand back to Pastor Bobo. <laughs>